0: So, pick your favorite and prepare your taste buds for an unforgettable eating experience. Deadeye Premium Barbecue products are available at Fairway, Hy-Vee, Amazon, or at DeadeyeBBQ.com.
1: Hello, and welcome to Culture Check at Tailgate Society Podcasts. Please check the tailgatesociety.com and subscribe to Tailgate Society Podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I'm Arnold Woods, and I'm joined as always by Emily Cornell. Emily, what's going on?
0: Just living my best life. I know it's a little bit better here in Austin when it comes to weather than it is in Iowa, just based off of what I have seen on Twitter this week.
1: I know you kind of trolled me on Twitter when I was, you know, I was, I was in my feelings because today, this is Thursday night that we're recording this, and we had like a really bad winter storm today. Not in terms of like the amount of snow; we only had about. I don't know four or three or four inches of snow, probably, but it's very cold and it's very windy and I'd heard about this a couple of days ago, and I wasn't very excited about it. maybe yesterday actually is when I tweeted it and then you just came you came through with the with the weather report in Austin, and it's like the opposite of here, so I was pretty salty about that.
0: I would also be salty about it. Like I have friends who are, (laughs) you know, in Wyoming and they're like, oh, it's freezing. And a friend in D.C. who's like, I'm wearing a jacket inside because it's freezing. And I'm like, you know, I got out of those places. Like there was no way that I was going to sit and be like, yep, let me be cold in February. And that's pretty normal. I get it. But it like, no, that sounds awful. So uh, thoughts and prayers. Uh, I wish the warm weather would go up to you because it is very warm here for february
1: this is the worst month in iowa in my opinion just dating back to in college when you're walking around campus and you're just outside more and like february was just like the the month that i would dread walking around campus the most and it's carried over into now some you know 10 plus years later it's still horrible and it's I don't know. You saw my tweet. It's like okay. four straight days are below 10. It's tough.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's it, it's bad. I was talking to a woman who was in Wisconsin and I'm like, yeah, I heard that the Midwest is awful right now. And she's like, yeah, I don't want to go outside. I'm like, Ugh. she's like, it's like a negative 20. And I'm like, Ugh, oh,
1: that's terrible. you know, I think I think this is actually a good segue into our conversation because I mean, obviously, the last few weeks you have been talking about TV shows, yeah. And certainly, when it's when it's cold out like this, like uh, you don't want to leave your house. It's true. And you go to the you go to the comfort of you know Netflix or Hulu or whatever streaming service you're watching TV uh, TV shows on. And we're talking about the Queen's Gambit on this episode, and I started watching the Queen's Gambit. It was released on netflix in october and i started watching it probably a week or two after it dropped so pretty early for me usually i get around to stuff late but i remember it being you know it was early november and it certainly wasn't like this but it wasn't like particularly pleasant outside and so at night i would just and also i mean we can't go anywhere it's a pandemic so i would fire this up and i watched it in I think there's eight episodes and I, it took me like nine days to watch it. Cause I just watched an episode per night or seven episodes, I guess.
0: Yeah. There's seven.
1: And, and it was just like, it's so comforting. We we've, we've talked a lot about, or maybe we haven't talked a lot about this, but just like, it's very, there's something very comforting about going back and returning to a TV show over and over again and you know what you're going to get, and you know that you're going to be kind of transported away. And that's really what I felt like when I was watching this. I was kind of upset that it was only seven episodes, right? Like, I, I wanted to keep going back and back to it. But what were your, I guess, general overall thoughts of of, of watching it? Because you just recently watched it, right?
0: Yeah, I watched it mostly on Monday night. Um, watched, like, many episodes Monday. Watched one episode Tuesday and then an episode and a half on Tuesday and then the other half today. And, um, I really going into this because everyone hyped up the show. They're like, it's so cool. And like, you know, chessboard, like you can buy a chessboard. And I'm like, well, thank God I have two. um, nobody wants to play chess, but like, I have two sets. And, um, I was like, okay, so like the, this show, it, people like chess on the show. I, that's that was my understanding of it going in. she's like this woman is really good at chess. I didn't know that it was like set during like the time like the era it was set during and so um that I think that helped with the storytelling, but um watching it I was like it was such an interesting show. Um one because it's you know it's following chess like you they the show makes a game that a lot of people get bored of very quickly very appealing like it makes it seem like so great with like their camera work it's like oh it's this intense you know activity and like chess is like you have to think and um you have to think long not long-term, but, like, a, when you go into a game, like, there's a strategy, and, like, I remember when I was a kid, it was, like, think three steps ahead. So, like, yeah, knowing all that going into the show, like, oh, it's gonna be a lot about, you know, all right, she's just, like, this prodigy or whatever. Um, I enjoyed the show just for, like, the storyline. I enjoyed that, like, they the use of like her drug and alcohol issues, it wasn't like over the top. It wasn't like, you know, things can get very dramatic in TV shows. And like, I mean, this is a drama, but like it was more like, oh yeah, like she realizes she has an issue and like she still messes up and like it it happens. And so it's like not like, oh, I completely quit cold turkey, you know, as soon as I realized it was bad and like the the negative effects of that. And um also I appreciate which this is like such a minor detail in it, but like I don't want to watch a show that's set in the f- like fifties or sixties where the racism is like so uncomfortable to deal with. Like, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So you don't like so you're saying you don't want to watch a show set in the in the Queen's Gambit is Oh, like late 50s into
0: into the 60s. Like mid 60s, I think. Yeah.
1: So you're just not trying to watch like a really heavy like racial drama about that time, is
0: what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. I like don't want people to yeah. be like, I mean, like obviously they make it known. Like there's a time where she's with her adopted mother. Spoiler alert, there's spoilers going to happen in this um where she's like with her adopted mother and she's like, oh, I'll get a job. And her adopted mother's like, oh, only like colored women get jobs and like that's the only thing that is like oh right we're this show set in like the 50s and 60s like there's segregation and racism but it's not like and and, like her friendship with jolene like you don't see jolene like in this spot where she's like struggling and it's like the um you know, just another story where it's like, yeah, you're black and you're kind of screwed in like society. Like she's thriving. Like she is an orphan, but she ends up being very successful. So like, I loved that. That's such a small piece of this, but like for a show where most people are white and it's like, oh, this one black character like wins. Like, yeah, I'm going to take that win.
1: I think, yeah. Like the story is so focused about Beth that it's even, it's so like insular and it's, you know, the nature of her character too. She's a very like, she's a very insular character and we we spend a lot of the, of the series kind of like trying to read her thoughts and it's, you know, so much of it just kind of takes place in her own mind. Even, you know, we see that play out literally when she looks up on the wall and sees the chess pieces moving. Um, so, yeah, there's just, there's not a lot about like the, one of the things we talk about race in this show, one of the things that, I mean, they handle it really subtly and there's an episode where, She goes to, it's, it's, you know, Beth is an awkward character, right? Like socially, she's very awkward. And so she tries to make friends with other girls. And this is very awkward because all she, she just has this kind of like intense, you know, singular focus on chess that it's, it's hard for her to relate to other people. And so she goes, she tries to get out of her comfort zone by going to a friend's house when she's in high school. And she lives in Kentucky, and this friend is pretty well off because, you know, it's a nice house, and she goes in in there, and there's a maid, and the maid is black. And the maid, she comes in, and she, like, you know, gives the girls drinks, and then she leaves. And it's a very, you know, it's a very small thing, but, like, the first thing that I thought of when I saw that was my grandmother, both of my grandmothers. Both of my grandmothers were... Um, worked as maids for white families for a period of time and it would have been right around this time um my grandma my mom's mom who passed away uh, a couple years ago she was born in nineteen twenty two so in you know my my mom was born in fifty five so she would have been early to mid thirties at this time and and doing this type of work and this the say with my dad's mom they're similar in age my dad's mom was is only a couple years younger than my mom's mom and they both did this they both you know like that's what I thought when I saw that and a lot of people wouldn't given a second thought to that character who doesn't have any speaking lines so she doesn't say anything but she just goes in she serves them, she goes out and I'm just like for me the way that I'm wired I'm like okay that's my grandma that's both of my grandmas and You know, they don't they don't mistreat the they don't mistreat her or they don't really she's not really acknowledged at all. And that's kind of what it's what it was like for for a lot of black people back then. And so I think it was really smart of the show to kind of um, present it in that way, especially, you know, they're in the south. It's the 50s and it's not a show where it's, you know, I I agree with you in the sense that I'm like, I'm not really interested in like black trauma shows anymore because like that's. or or movies because like that's just so much of what we what we get but there are and there are shows where black people are thriving and we have access to those and i'm happy that those shows exist so the way that it's handled on this show i think is just very it's very um straightforward and and um handled in a way that's um it makes sense and it doesn't kind of like beat you over the head with it um just especially again cuz it, it's it's so much about beth how do you how do you feel i guess in that similar lane uh about how the show handles like the gender dynamics cuz that that i think is more overt with yeah. uh with beth certainly than than the racial component of the show so what did you think of that aspect of it
0: i like watching it i felt like it was almost tame i was like i don't feel like these men would be this kind to her and even all like those guys that help her in the end like she has all these friends who are men which i'm like yeah i could see that now like if a woman was doing anything in like a field where she's surrounded by men like let's say tech and like yeah she probably would have like a whole group of guys helping her just because that's who is involved but i i would not like it's a hard sell for me to be like yes it's the 60s and all of her friends are men like no and especially when you think about like the other when you get away from her like competitors who are who like become her friends but like when she does all these interviews and everyone focuses on her gender I'm just like yeah there's no way that like this would be such a big deal and everyone like I mean they make comments where they're like oh I like didn't know she'd be this good for a girl and um I think it'd be worse and I think that she would have been harassed more, obviously. Like no one wants to watch that. Like that is not I don't know. We we all like know that there's sexism, it's it's like the racism thing. Like we all know it's there, we don't want to watch TV. And if it's a show on Netflix that we're probably gonna binge, like we don't want to binge that kind of trauma, but like, yeah, it's part of the story and it's handled. In a way where you know that it, it's significant, like it's significant that she is a woman in a doing an activity that like is predominantly men. Like, yes, I don't, I don't know. And I like read an article where a woman like now is like, oh, she was treated way nice. Like there, she's like there are times that like a guy like won't even shake my hand because I'm a woman, and I'm like, oh yeah. So like, sexism remains thriving.
1: I think the show itself kind of comments on that when she's giving that interview to like, it's not Time Magazine, I don't think, but it's like the equivalent of that. Maybe it's Life, yeah, Life Magazine. And the reporter, there's a woman reporter who keeps asking her about like the, the struggles that she has as a woman playing chess in this world. And she's getting her picture taken and she's posing with her trophies and stuff. And she's just like constantly deflecting. Right. Like, I don't, it it doesn't bother me. All I care about is chess. And it's, you know, the woman keeps trying to like pry and kind of get her to talk about it. And she's just like, I acknowledge that it exists, but like, I don't, I just don't care. And, you know, it's interesting to see a show do that because that's not something you usually see. It's it's usually more the woman like really having to struggle, like which which is like reality, right? Yeah. So like it's kind of a thing where it's like kind of pick what you want. Do you? Some people want the more realistic, like the the article which you, you shared with me before we before we started recording. But like the article where the woman is like you know in real life. People wouldn't shake my hand, and the guy like hit his head on the table after he lost to me, and like that type of thing. And there are people who want that and to to see that portrayed in, in a series like this. And there are also people who want to be like, you know what? I know it exists. I know it existed. This is a fictionalized story. Um, and I know what it was really like, but I want something a little, um, just like less intense. Yeah. And that's what they get with this. So it's, it's kind of just pick what you want. There's more quote unquote, realistic fictionalized accounts of the 60s or 50s in terms of like gender dynamics and racial dynamics and, you know, um, queer dynamics, all that stuff. And there's more. I mean, this is kind of like lighter fare. I, I yes. listened to a podcast about the show months ago and they were kind of talking about how. Just in general, a lot of shows now it's it's just so like you're expecting trauma, like you're expecting in a, in a different show. Now, Beth would go into the basement with Scheibel, and he would like try to abuse her somehow, or he would like berate her and be super mean to her. And, or, you know, there'd just be some kind of like really fucked up things that happens to her. And that's not what happens in the show. In this show, he just teaches her, you know, he's kind of surly, but he just teaches her how to play chess and takes her under his, um, takes her under his wing. So it's, it's definitely different in in that regard. And I, I definitely, um, it's just it's it's refreshing in a sense that you know the show it has stakes and it it has dramatic you know tension without the worst possible thing happening to all the characters at all times
0: yes yeah no, i think you nailed it on the head with that like that's kind of what makes it just like a very interesting show where it's like oh yeah there are stakes but it's not like oh that was kind of sad like, she was like, oh, all right, yeah. They're still good in the world.
1: So, you, I want to talk about this a little bit because I didn't. So, you have somewhat of a history with chess. I did not, right? So, I like, I don't, I know how to move the pieces on the board, but I know zero about strategy. I know zero about like, so you didn't ever
0: like play to, as a kid. I mean, I played a little
1: bit, like over if if it was like weather like this, and we wouldn't we weren't able to go outside, and we would have recess in our home in in our classroom or in the gym or something like that. Sometimes there'd be chess sets out there, or Connect Four, or whatever else, and I'd play like that. I don't remember how I even learned. I think I read it in a book because this would have been pre-internet, um, in elementary school. But I think I read in a book like how the pieces move, and that was it. So I don't even. I don't know but you you did you take lessons or like how did what's your history no. with chess oh my gosh
0: no I just would like um like my parents were like here's a game go play this game and when I was younger my grandfather lived with us for a while and so like and I was homeschooled so um I had finish my homework and be like, all right, what am I going to do? And so we'd play chess or I'd play with my parents and like, none of us are like good. Like it's, I wouldn't say that <laughs> any of us are like chess whizzes, but like, there was just something that like we did. And um, then I have, I had a good friend in like middle school and we'd hang out and we'd play video games or we would play chess. And um, it wasn't, I guess I just thought everyone knew how to like play chess and checkers. And then like when I was in college, I learned to play cribbage. So like, I just am like, oh yeah, everyone just plays like board games. That's not true. (laughs) So you're, you're proving it now um, that it's just not, I don't know. I, and like, I didn't think of it as like a, like in the show, it definitely shows the the socioeconomic status that kind of goes with you know, she enters a tournament in order to do a tournament for chess. Like, it's $5, which at the time is a lot of money. And, like, it, it's a little bit, like, more exclusive. And growing up, I never would have thought that. I would have been like, yeah, everyone has a chess set at their house. That like, And it's not, like, a super nice chess set. Like, $20, got it for Christmas one year. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, everyone has this. Everyone just, like, it's, uh, like, Trivial Pursuit or... um I don't know any other game Monopoly. I hate Monopoly. My family does not have that game, but like games like that where just everyone has it. It's just not an everyday game.
1: That's really interesting because it's not, we didn't have like, we had some, we had Monopoly in our house. We didn't play a lot. Like Monopoly was something we would play like at Thanksgiving or Christmas when there was a bunch of family there or we'd be at someone else's house with a, with a lot of family, but yeah, it's, Chess, I th- when I think of chess, I think like exclusively of like school and it being like st- art, my school, the elementary and, and middle schools, like having chess sets. And it was just something that was there. So it's it's kind of the when you talk about like the socioeconomic status and the people who were like more in that world, that's a part of the show that really appealed to me because it, like, it kind of transported me in, into this world. That exists in the real world, but this is a fictionalized version of it, obviously, of people who are consumed by chess, who go to tournaments, who are, you know, I, I, I it was more popular back then. I read about how people were able to be professional chess players. That's not as big a thing now, but like just going from region to region in tournament and tournaments into tournament and like winning, you know, $1,500 or $500 or whatever else it was. And, you know, back then... If you're doing that enough, like you can live pretty decently off of that. And, you know, it's a little bit different now, I would guess. But I know that there's still these communities of people who are just so consumed by and obsessed with chess and strategy and and reading about it all the time and hearing about other people's strategies. I mean, now the research would consist of going on YouTube, I'm guessing, and watching other people play versus you know, and in, in the story or in the series where they're like reading books about how other people played in these games decades before they, before they are. So I found that really cool and really, um, almost like sports movie-ish to me yeah. of just, you know, this really singular world where people are like really adamantly playing and, and learning about and trying to improve their skills with chess.
0: Did it make you want to go and play chess?
1: kind of i don't know it made me it made me more just want to like read about strategy okay or, or like how to because i know nothing about strategy i don't know anything i barely know strategy with checkers let alone chess and i haven't played chess or i haven't played checkers in forever either but yeah it's it's it made me want to do like a wikipedia dive on different chess players you know what i mean like i, I read an article um, I should have shared this with you, but I, I read an article about how the style of her, her, her chess playing style resembles Bobby Fisher, where she's like really aggressive. And I guess like Bobby Fisher was also really aggressive and that guy had his own like issues, but um, you know, that's the only like Bobby Fisher is like the 99% of people who, who would be able to name a chess player. It was, in America, it would be him. So, I thought that was interesting too.
0: What made you want to watch this? I mean, like there are so many things that are on Netflix that you can do during a binge. Mm-hmm. Like, you were just like, "Oh yeah, this looks in, like interesting," and like, I don't know, you like don't really, you didn't really have like a relationship with chess, and no, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm very interested in that.
1: This was a, this was a popularity thing. This is one where this, you know, it's, this kind of became a cultural phenomenon Yeah, and it's a combination of, I don't watch a lot of TV and COVID has made me want to engage with TV a little bit more. And so when this comes along, last fall and it's a big talking point it was one of those things where it's like i want to be able to talk about this show mm-hmm. and so i watched the first couple of episodes that became like really engrossed with it i think i would have finished it either way but like it was kind of a pleasant surprise for me that i liked it as much as i did and that's the main reason is to be able to like participate in conversations like the one we're having now like that's why i wanted to watch this and it's similar to <clears throat> excuse me right now i'm watching the crown for similar reasons so um yeah it was it was mostly just wanting to be be engaged in in a popular conversation and um this one kind of it had a a nice little run last fall in terms of being like you know i was watching sunday night football and they were referencing queen's gambit on that like that's how big it got so that's really why what about you
0: um, like I had different friends who, you know, had said like, "Oh yeah, this show, it's so good," and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, I will watch." It. I also don't really watch the shows as they're on, and like I've accepted at this point that I cannot keep up with shows. Um, like for the talking point piece, like when Game of Thrones was on TV, I was like, "What is this show?" And why does everyone love it? Like all my friends who I didn't even know liked fantasy storylines are like, yeah, I love this show. And I'm like, who are you? You didn't even like Harry Potter. Um, <laughs> that's like, I know that's comparing apples to oranges, but like, because Game of Thrones is actually like very much like a political show, Harry Potter is whatever Harry Potter is. So like, I get it, but um I, I I just have an understanding. I will not keep up with the, the talking points of shows. And I think about that. Like how you said, like, you know, you watched it because, you know, culturally, it was it, like everyone was talking about it. And that's going to be how we consume content. It's like no longer necessarily like, oh, yeah, I really like this show. Like, no, I'm going to watch this other show that might be outside of what I would normally watch. Just because I want to be part of like this broader conversation. And I'm sure it's been like that, but like it's so much easier now to be like, oh yeah, I like got on Netflix and I could watch this show. And now we've all watched this show and um we can come together and like it can be a community to talk about it. Um so yeah, that's just like very interesting. If we were not talking about it today, I honestly probably would have watched it like when it was winter again. Like it would have been. <laughs> I'm gonna watch it in November December when life just is, you know, that weird time between Thanksgiving and the first week of the new year.
1: Yeah, the communal aspect of, of talking about these things. I think that it's it's kind of different. TV's T V like T V shows lend themselves more to that conversation than than movies, or at least the the continual conversation surrounding something like movies obviously have big cultural conversations and they kind of ebb and flow a little bit, but when a show is just available for you all the time and who knows if we'll have another season of Queens Gambit, it's kind of up in the air right now, but you know, if it Netflix is Netflix and you can always go and just like watch it on that service versus a movie where it'll be on there for a while and and then they'll take it off and you know, and then something like The Crown, where it's like season by season, or any other like regular show where you, it's building up in seasons, it's just like the, the conversations around it just kind of continue on. And so that's something that definitely appeals to me. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the relationships that that Beth has in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we 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 both have that in in the, in the outline, but one of the characters that I thought it was so so interesting and this is another example about how the show isn't just filled with trauma is her relationship with her adoptive mother mm-hmm. and that's just such a, a really interesting relationship and you know Beth is at an orphanage and and this woman comes this woman and her husband come through to to adopt her and it's it's pretty clear that it's the woman who wants to it's the wife who wants to adopt the child and not the husband so that I, that their relationship is really fascinating and it, it kind of went in a direction that I didn't expect. So what did you think about her her relationship with her with her mom?
0: I think that watching a lot of the types of shows that have been created and you kind of said this at the top where it could have been a lot more sinister with her going and learning to play chess with mr tribal like it could have been very bad so i'm like for a lot of the show i'm like oh well is something bad gonna happen like is this gonna end up really and like no like it's not that kind of show and it's like ah oh, okay the next time i watch this it won't be stressed but like i'm like oh maybe she's gonna like like the father's gonna be abusive or the mother is gonna be like you know you, early on you see the mother using the tranquilizers and is like you know pretty unhappy and she's drinking a lot and she's like oh is something bad gonna happen to her and like something bad does happen like she just died but um her and beth have like a really i wouldn't it doesn't feel like a parent-child relationship it feels like they're friends and yeah. it's just like her mother's like an older friend and like is there to cheer her on. She doesn't really understand chess, but she's like, yeah, I'm just here to support you. And it kind of gets her out of her funk, which like they kind of, they help each other while also, you know, Beth picks up the habits of drinking and like, it's not great. But like in terms of the relational piece, um, I really enjoy that they just like, they build this relationship and it's just, it, it's great.
1: They learn from each other and they kind of like just kind of they they feel each other out. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they kind of their their relationship builds. And so I, I definitely agree with you in terms of, you know, in a different show, her mom is just trying to exploit her for money for her to get the to go to the chess tournaments and win money. And then if she loses or come in second place, then she freaks out and their relationship is damaged because of that. And in a different and that doesn't happen in the show. Right. Like they yeah. she's trying to encourage her and, you know, she's glad when she wins money, but she's just like they develop this this really nice rapport and this friendship, like you said. And as far as the dad goes, like in a different show, like he's abusive, he's abusive emotionally or sexually or whatever else it is like, that's what happens usually. But in this show, he's just like an asshole, basically. And that's it. Yeah. So it's it's just it's the family dynamic just off of that is, is also different.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and just the relationships in general on the show, like they, they have the dynamics where they show that the people are just regular people without it taking it to the extreme. So it's like,
1: yeah.
0: Amazing.
1: What did you think of the relationships that she had with, um, the male peers that she had the the men in her life who were um who she kind of grows up with and you know we see our guy Dudley Dudley (laughs) Dursley coming through that
0: was was crazy I never thought I would
1: end up rooting for Dudley but here we are it's 2020 2021 that's what that's what it's come to I loved his character though um what did you what did you think of those those uh those guys
0: i liked them again probably not the most realistic relationships but like it's tv it doesn't need to be realistic um i i liked that it wasn't she wasn't going to succeed by like being like oh yeah i'm with this guy like she kind of uses them (laughs) and i kind of am like yeah I can appreciate that because like, I feel like women often get a little bit used. And so for her to be like, yeah, you're just, you know, you're helping me be better at chess. Um, It, it just like, it tells a different story that like we don't always see. So I was like, yeah, like, this is great. That it's showing that not all shows need to end with, you know, her, the, the leads of the show, like falling in love and whatever um right i think the benny's really weird i um he's an odd character and i think having him just like yeah what was that with him (laughs) Like, Like, with the leather coat and the hat like it was just it was yeah it was it was a lot but i'm like as i think about it i'm like well they have to show like some type of extreme person within this world like not just the like I'm the most educated person in the room. No, like I'm the smartest person here and I'm weird. And like, you know, that that has to happen within any type of niche thing like this, where you have that one person, everyone's like, well, we can't like say anything bad about you because you're so good, but like, you're so weird.
1: One of the things that I I did enjoy about the Benny relationship is that it kind of showed her, like, for, up to a certain point. So, like, Beth is just, like, this prodigy, right? Like, yeah. she's just extremely gifted chess player. And everyone she goes up against, she just, like, murders. Um, and t- Except for Benny, right? Like, there's a point where, like, Benny beats her and he's, like, the better player. And so it was just kind of cool to see eventually she, like, surpasses him. And it takes a while. Like, it takes a while for her to to be good enough where she gets to the level above him and you know they there's the teaching aspect of their relationship and then there's like the you know the slightly like romantic aspect of their relationship but as far as chess goes like they respect each other a great deal and it was kind of cool to see like eventually her kind of like go beyond his level because like that's just that was just another step in her progression so i thought that that was that aspect of it was cool i like that
0: It was definitely, it was was good use of the different characters. It was good to show how she, like, improves, like, with Benny and with just, like, other players across the world where it's just like, oh, yeah, you see how she doesn't. And they talk about it. They're like, oh, yeah, she, like, gets angry and reacts, like, instead of she sees that she could be in a losing position and like tries to fight her way out she like learns to calm down and like think through what she's doing which you kind of have to for chess you have to like sit and think um because there are so many different possibilities and so like to see that kind of growth and the practical application like not the practical application but like I feel like in a lot of shows it's easy to be like oh yeah there was like this growth but you see how it happens and how she like learns with like the speed chess and like what when she hears what people are saying and when she notices like her self destructive behavior like all these different things that like lead up to it like when she's in Paris and she's like oh my gosh I can't just like get drunk and show up and think I'm gonna win like she she fumbled a couple of times too.
1: Yeah. It's all like, it's just a part of the growth process and like the Benny and then some of the other chess players that she's around. Um, Harry, who is the, the, the Dudley character, that's going to be confusing. But, um, and then like the twins and like, you know, they're, they're all like rooting with her at the end and like helping her with strategy and stuff with the, with the, with the big um, match against Borgoff, But like, each one of them is just, just, it's kind of like what she said, like she's kind of <laughs> like using them, yeah. but I mean, that's, you know.
0: But they don't that's mind. What happens like, when,
1: yeah, they don't mind. Like they, they, especially so like Harry, who like, you know, is really in like in love with her. Yeah. And they have a little bit of a romantic relationship, but it doesn't, you know, she's, Beth is kind of vacant and she's just, you know, she's just awkward socially. And so it's, it's hard for her to like make any type of connection. Um, let alone a romantic one, but she does have a connection with these, with these guys. And at the end, you know, none of them are, none of them are bitter towards her or, or resentful towards her. Like, you know, he, they treat her with a respect and a, and a reverence really. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the end of the day, they like, they're just like, they love her. And Harry's love for her at the end is just like, it's really just a genuine, like, I love this person, like as a friendship, like I just value this person and I'm going to do because of my love for this person, I want them to succeed. And I'm going to, um, I'm going to do what I can to help them succeed. And that's like a really pure type of love. And that's, that's the type of love that, you know, hopefully all of us get to experience, um, from the various people in our lives. So it was really cool for that to, to see that at the end.
0: Such a wholesome
1: show. It really is. Really is. What did you think of so what did you have any like I wanted to ask you like do you have any like favorite moments from the show, from the series that like really like stood out to you? Like a particular chess match or a particular scene or interaction? Like what was your like favorite moment of the show?
0: I think all the chess scenes to me I'm like uh it's her face it's the chess pieces it's her looking at the at the ceiling and it's good it's fine um but I think like a scene that I think about is when she goes to the high school um and when she's older and she runs into the first girl that she beat when she went did her first tournament and how this woman is just like oh my gosh, like, I'm so, like, I followed you and, like, this is so great. And she's, like, hungover, She is a mess. She's just, like, a terrible mess. Her, I don't know what's going on with her eyeliner. She, like, did lines way underneath her eyeballs and, like, no, that's not a look. Um, And then she, like, sees Harry and he's just, like, calling her out on her crap, essentially. And it's, like, a turning point for her where she's like oh I need to like figure this out and so I I like that scene because there's just so many pieces to it to like lend to her being like I really need to get my life together
1: that was a big like that's kind of towards the end and it's you know she's in a rough place and we haven't talked about the the addiction part of the show but like she's you know from an early age she gets addicted to substances yeah and That impacts her. And it's like so many, it makes me think of like jazz musicians, especially back in the fifties who were like, take drugs because like, they felt like that was the only way that they could be creative and, and play music to the best of their ability. And it's the same with her. Like, she feels like she can only perform chess at the highest level. If she's like taking these pills, taking these tranquilizer pills. And she also gets into drinking um, through her mom like you had said earlier and you know it's just like she's she's down bad as the kids say uh, these days at the end there and um, yeah it's just it takes her you know going back to her high school and then and Harry comes through too and like that's kind of you know again when we talk about the reverence for her like Harry's interaction with her normally like that would be it like she's very dismissive of him and like is very mean to him and he's just trying to like be there for her. And he's like, you know, my dad was an alcoholic. Like I know, I know what these signs are. And she's just kind of like, basically tells him to fuck off. Um, But again, like later on, like his love and reverence for her, he's still like, is there for her when she needs, um, when she needs him to be. But yeah, like that was, that was tough. That was a, that was a tough moment for her and it's definitely a catalyst for her to be like, kind of self-aware emotionally to be like i need to make some changes
0: yeah yeah what was a scene that really stood out to you that you really liked or just it was just a big moment to you
1: the moment that i'll think of like forever when i think about this show is the last episode like midway through the last episode where you know mr scheibel is the guy who taught her the janitor in the orphanage where she lived when she was a kid who taught her how to play chess and he was very cold and very reserved but it was clear that he like cared about her and loved her and at the the second to last episode she learns that he dies and so in the last episode she goes with um, Jolene her friend from the from the orphanage she goes back to the orphanage and she goes down to the basement where he where he was and where his office was and where he was um, I don't know if he lived down there, but that's where he spent most of his time. And like, it's like a you know all these newspaper clippings of her success and her winning the tournaments and stuff like that. And it's just like it's implied that he had been following her career ever since this, ever since she left the orphanage. And honestly, it's like one of the most emotional things I've ever. It's the it elicited the most emotion out of a TV series in me ever. Like I was like, I'm really about to sit here and cry about Mr. Scheibel, and like following her success, and just you know becoming a parent has made me very emotional in general with things like this. Um, so I wasn't surprised, but like, yeah, that was like that moment was so like beautiful to me, and it was just it was it was really incredible and really emotional for me. So that was my favorite part.
0: Very good part of the show. Like, it's very well done. Um, And I mean, like, I feel like it was kind of set up, like, it would, something like this would have to happen where she realizes that he was so supportive of her just because the first episode focuses so much on their relationship. Like, it would be one thing if they had only dedicated, like, maybe half an episode to her time in the orphanage as a child and how much like chess impacted her but like it was like the full first episode is just about her learning and getting addicted to the tranquilizers and how that does not uh help her in any way but um both of those like really that like lends to the story arc of just like oh yeah she like has some issues with the drugs and she builds this really strong relationship with this man who doesn't seem to love all the time and he doesn't I mean she gets annoyed with him and calls him a cocksucker and he's like get out um, <laughs> yeah. and, and it's like it's very funny because she like doesn't know what she said which yeah. like is being a kid like kids have no idea what they're saying when they curse and they're like oh yeah I heard this word but I don't, I don't know what it means um, and it's just, it's funny to just like, see how like they continue to move past that and like build this, this relationship and he supports her when she goes to the high school and just kicks everyone's butt.
1: It's, it makes me think today, I picked up my daughter today and she was like, we were driving and she saw there's like a, she goes to an in-home daycare with like three other kids and there was there's a some kind of like maybe apartment complex or something like that being built a street over and so every time we drive she's like what is that what are they building what are they building i'm like i don't know i think it's an apartment i'm not sure and then today she was like what the heck are they building and i was like what did you where did you hear that from and she said she said it a couple of times like where the heck are we going i'm like girl you need to chill so like that made me it makes me think of uh, young Beth just repeating something that she heard Jolene say, and then you hear, you know, you get the reaction from an adult, and you're like, "Oh, well, I guess I shouldn't have said that." But yes, that's it was very, uh, very relatable as a yeah. parent of a of a four year old.
0: Yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, I have a cousin who has young ki- kids, and they come home and say things, or they'll sing songs that they heard, and I'm like, where'd they hear like that song?" you know that they probably shouldn't listen to that. And she's like, someone was singing it. And I'm like, man, they, absor- they like, children absorb things so well. I'm like, man, I wish I had that, like, I could retain things in my brain like that. But, like, I don't even know my name most days. And they're like, oh, yeah, I memorized this whole song after listening to it one time. It's amazing. Um, anyways, uh, but Young Beth is a very amazing kid in terms of her chat but she's like kind of just a weird kid she doesn't really like want to talk to anyone and it's like i'm kind of glad that they made her kind of socially awkward for the whole show
1: i think that like there's a there's a uh kind of a low-key message there in terms of like the impact that parents have on their children yeah and you know beth's birth mother it's implied had kind of like mental issues and you know she loved Beth but um she I guess had an affair with this guy who was like you know married and had his own family and you know then Beth is is born and he can't really he's not really interested in being a parent to her and like all of these things kind of end in Beth's mom like trying to take both of their lives basically by, you know, getting into this car crash on purpose. But, you know, she's, how old she is, she's like eight years old, maybe when this happens.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, you know, that has an impact on her. Like she's very reserved, very quiet. Like that's, you know, and you, you think about how, how she would have been if that hadn't happened to her growing up. So it's just, it's really tough. But it's it it certainly impacts her and it impacts her ability to develop relationships with people. The the people in the orphanage aren't particularly kind or caring and she kind of has to, you know, only lean on Jolene for, you know, emotional support. So it's tough. Like those things impact kids and it 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 kind of it shapes them and it forms them. And so she was very much formed by that experience. Um of losing her parents at such a a young age and having one of the parents who, like, really didn't want to be in her life.
0: Yeah. It's interesting that, like, you know, her desire for just, like, winning. How it's just, like, all she cares about is winning. And it's just like, oh, like, she just wants to win something because it's like she's lost so much. Right. And, And I'm wondering, like, where she if she understood at that age that like her mom was purposely trying to like end their lives or like over the years she realized that. And so like, it's like, Oh, if I win like at this, maybe that's good enough to like, this wouldn't have happened. I don't know. It's not like that is explored super in depth. It's more just like a piece of her story. I don't know if that would make for the, most happy TV show if they really dug into
1: <laughs> Yeah, <I> no <don't> kidding.
0: <laughs> it. it would be like, oh, let's talk about why you are the way you are. Uh anyways, um if they were to make another show about this, would you watch it? And like, what do you think that they would like she's won the world championship. Do you think she just stays in Russia?
1: I don't know. Yeah, I I would want I would watch another season of this. I hope that they do it. I don't know. You know, it's based on a book. And so there's there's um you know, there's precedent for T V series that are based on books going beyond the source material. And you know, to for better or for worse, when we talk about something like Game of Thrones, but um, you know, part of me excuse me i thought it was so like you know it was so popular that they wouldn't have a choice but to do another season but i don't know we'll see and as far as like storyline you know it would be cool to see her you know like age into you know the late 60s and then the 70s and to see you know maybe deal with chess like losing popularity Mm -hmm. um and 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 what that looks like for her and her you know developing new relationships or going back to old relationships and and those developing more um yeah i think that that would be i think that would be interesting what do you you think what would you like to see if if there's another season
0: i i like your idea of her watching like the popularity of chess go down um if that's got to be hard, like anyone who was super into chess and they're like, oh yeah, like kids don't even play that now, or they're playing it on their computers against the computer. They're not like doing it with another person, which I'm sure there's something to be said about that, where we're doing fewer things with other people. And that's like a problem of its own, but um, yeah, I think that would be super interesting. And to see like her, hopefully advocate for like other women like coming up in this, like in chess where she'd be like, yeah, like this is how you navigate this. This is how you, when someone asks you crap questions in an interview, you're like, no, it doesn't bother me. I just want to win. Like you have that Tiger Woods mindset.
1: Right. Did you watch the Tiger Woods doc on HBO?
0: That's on my list to watch because my coworkers are like, this show seems like something you would like. And I'm like, yes. I like Tiger Woods. I would watch
1: this. You, you, you should definitely watch it. And we can decide whether or not we want to do an episode on it or not. Ooh. But I think that we, I think it'd be cool. I enjoy talking about sports with you. So, and we haven't talked about sports on one of these yet. So, I mean, Are obviously the there's a lot. Out yet? There's, yeah, it's only two. It's a 2 part and they're both like an hour and a half.
0: Oh Yeah, we should definitely do that. That should be an upcoming one for sure. Um Okay. And then we can compare it to this because chess is treated like a sport. And like you said, it almost seems like a sports move, like a sports documentary type thing.
1: It's funny. I think that it's crazy. I, they have a lot more in common than, than, than you might, than you might think this show and and that tiger and that tiger doc. So yeah, you you watch that and then we'll, we'll figure out where we, where we want to put it in this rotation.
0: Very excited for that one. Oh, my God. And now folks know that's coming so they can also watch it. Uh, yes. They'll probably watch it faster than I will, or I will sit and watch it in one sitting. Who knows? It's probably what's going to happen is, like, Sunday I'll be like, it's time. Um, it's how I watch TV. I, have, I know this is not good for content, for, like, people to just sit and watch a show in one sitting. So you you miss things, like, by sitting and binging a show, you just can't... Your brain is not going to take in 12 hours of TV and remember every single thing of that show if you sit and watch it one right. time. Like, I understand that. Sure. That doesn't stop me from binging things, because I'm like, I have the time. I'll watch it now. Um, exactly. So, like, it's good that this is, like, a seven-episode show. I think it could have been six. And then you can still, like, tell the story, and it speaks to... attention span of people is like eight seconds it's gone down four seconds in the last 10 or 20 years so like yeah if you're gonna make a show about chess you gotta gotta make it quick or people are lost on this um but I mean it it has a very good pace considering what it's about um I want to ask you Like during the show, you know, when she starts gaining popularity and she's traveling, her mom's in support and they're going all over and they're just like spending money left and right. Because initially, you know, she goes to the first tournament, she wins a hundred dollars and then her mom's like, oh, this other tournament's coming up and this is how much money we would spend. Like she budgets out, like if you win, we will have spent this amount of money. She wins. It's not a big deal. And then they just like spend money like it's nothing. Were you thinking like, <clears throat> did you have the thought? And this might just be me. Cause I'm like, what, I, what, what do you mean? You just stop paying attention to your money. Um, were you thinking about that? Or were you just like, oh, this isn't even like a huge piece of this.
1: No, I'm someone who, I don't, this is a product of how I was raised, but like, I'm very aware of, what I'm spending money on, how how much I'm spending on stuff. So I, I don't know. It to me, it's like it's a, it was a, it, it seemed to be like they were just like excited and kind of were spending frivolously, which is you know I get that, but I think that part of that is just like a show indulgence. I think it was just like kind of to show the way that their relationship was developing and like kind of you know her her life is such that she has such like stark ups and downs, and I think that that section of the show was like to show her on a high yeah excuse me right like to show her like winning like not just winning the chess but it's like winning at life
0: yeah
1: and yeah she was building those relationships yeah and and you see her like in the store like stealing the magazines right like it's kind of like she doesn't have any money and she wants to read the chess magazine she wants to learn about strategy and all these other stuff she kind of just like lifts it and so it's, it's, she's portrayed as a character who isn't poor, but like, isn't well-off by any means. And is trying to, it, you know, survive, quote unquote. And so when she wins the tournaments and starts winning money, I think that that's, it's, it's emphasized that the money means something to her. It means a lot to her to, you know, as far as the pure financial aspect of it, and then also just like the value, the self-value, self-worth aspect of it to like kind of confirm her like superiority as a, as a chess player.
0: Well, like that's kind of how I looked
1: at it. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree with you. And it's, she gets value in it and when she can buy the clothes, because I feel like it's not a huge thing that she's in high school for a lot of it. Like it's not talked about, but like people aren't nice to her necessarily and the money helps with that too.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, it's, I think about how it would be, I, I was, um, this is a bit of a tangent, but when I was, when I was in college, I, I was a part of the NAACP, I still am, but like in college, I was really like active and I had a role that the NAACP nationally is governed by a board of directors and there's a committee on the board of directors, like a subcommittee on the board of directors for like college students, basically, like college student, like leadership positions. And I had like, I was on that, I was on that subcommittee. And so I got to go to the, 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 the national board meetings. I, I, I went to two board meetings a year for a period of two years. Cause that's how long I, I served on that committee, but you know, they file you out. Um, they pay for your, the, they pay for your flight. They pay for your hotel. The, the meetings are in New York City, so I. There was one time where I took a weekend trip to, to to New York City to go to this board meeting, and a month later I went to a training in Baltimore. The NOSCP's national headquarters are in Baltimore, and you know I would leave class and drive to Des Moines and take a flight out and be there for two days. It's then fly back and then drive back up to Ames. And it's like when you're young and doing stuff like that, like it makes you feel very important and it, it gives you a sense of self-worth. And you're very aware that there are not a lot of people your age doing that. And I think that's kind of what it was like for Beth, like taking those trips and she's like faking sick, so she doesn't have to go to school. Like I wasn't doing that, but like it's 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 it's, a, it's definitely something when you're for me, I was like, you know, 19, 20 for her she's you know 15 16 but it's all it's pretty much the same like you're a young person and you're taking these trips to do like this important stuff and it definitely like it boosts your self-esteem and it makes you feel important and it makes you feel like you're doing something that has like a lot of value if that makes sense
0: it does and i think that's a a good way to explain it and um address that like i I think that was great. Um, and then when she gets to the points where she's awful with money, I'm like, "How oh, you're doing so well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's tough.
0: I mean, yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like by that point, it's no longer giving her all of those things that you just said, where it's like, oh, it's, you know, the social value or whatever. She, like, she turns down free money. But... Yeah, I mean I guess to be fair she had to uh, say that she was against communism um, which was a very odd that whole part was very interesting that one she would be taking money from like a church group I'm like how does like any church group have anything to do with chess but then when they're like oh like you're going to the Soviet Union and I'm like what do you think a chess player is going to do (laughs) about communism i mean maybe i'm very small minded in this but i'm like okay um but like she doesn't seem to even really like care about the money Like, she's ready to just like she buys the house because she's like i don't want to deal with this or i like don't want to deal with you all i don't want to say this because like this statement is crap so um it the money is important only up to a certain point
1: it's very like that entire like little mini plot line she's very much like it's going up against someone who's like her opposite like she's not religious but she's trying to get this money from these super religious people yeah they have their agendas like her only agenda is chess so like that was just really it was just like her bumping heads with someone who was like completely opposite from her which you don't really see a lot throughout the show she's mainly interacting with people who have the same interests as she does and so it's kind of this thing where it's like she has to, like, interact with the the outside world and a really specific, like, version of the outside world that she's not used to. So I found that really fascinating.
0: It, it was definitely... And the way that her and Benny would talk about it where they're like, oh, yeah, you just, like, get money from them. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. wait, what? They're, like, Christian groups just giving out money? Like, what? what is this? Um, you, it was... I mean, no matter what, if they were like, oh, there's some random group um that like wants to give money, but they want to push their own agenda, like no matter what, it would have been her interacting with the outside world and like it it plays a, a good role because she says herself like the chess federation doesn't like her. <laughs> um, which you yeah. see why, not only because of like probably some sexist reasons, but she's also not like super nice. Um that article that I sent you before this it's like (laughs) the queen's gambit is like emily embarrassed but beth is mean and i'm like i mean i wouldn't (laughs) i wouldn't explain it like that but i'm like kind of like she's just like doing her own thing she's very focused on like what she wants she it's a like the church group money is just a means to an end like that's how she sees it um And doesn't really care what she who she bulldozes in the process or not bulldozes because she isn't like like benny and harry she's not bulldozing them but she uses them and so um i'm like yeah but at least the queen's gambit like i can say that this is a good show emily in paris was a good indulgence but like i don't even remember what the plot was it was just fun but you you did watch that yeah (laughs) i was like oh yeah but i didn't watch it i heard about it but I mean, it's fun. It's cute. It's like super unrealistic. Like there's nothing about Emily in Paris. that's realistic. And Emily Jarenka, who I do sports and quirks with, she's like the most unrealistic thing about Emily in Paris. Is that she eats a croissant every day and has a six pack. I'm like, that's true. Like, <laughs> like no one is just like, Oh yeah, I'm going to eat all the region foods run maybe a mile every day and have a six pack. Like that's not a thing that doesn't exist. Um, So, yeah, the Queen's Gambit, somewhat similar in that it's this woman who's just kind of, like, trying to force her will on everyone, but at least, you know, there's some purpose behind this one of she just wants to win all of these matches, and I think that's relatable.
1: Her, like, I don't know. It's I I, I wish I had seen Emily in Paris so I could, like, compare it to it but like there's, there's so many of these shows where it's like, she's the hero of the show, right? Like it's, it's about her. She overcomes and triumphs and, you know, she goes, goes, goes but like there's so many of these shows and movies, frankly, where it's like the, the hero has this, like the singular focus, like this, like maniacal focus on achieving the goal. And she does that. And so when you talk about, what would the next season be like, what would she do next? It's like, what, I, I don't feel like there's anything left for her to conquer in chess, which is to say, like, I don't want her to stop playing chess, but it's like, what other areas of her life can she conquer? Can she go to Paris and just, you know, eat a croissant every morning and still have the six pack? What's, what's next for, for Beth Harmon? Um, to live her best life
0: (laughs) she does not seem to care about the having a six-pack she did not work out at all she was just like i'm just here to win and if i look nice great i mean she does care about how she looks it it matters to her but
1: oh i i i just i do think though like that desire to win i just feel like that would manifest itself in other areas of her life so it'd be cool to see like what she how that how that would play out in, in different, in different areas. If it's her relationships, if her, it's just her trying to, um, even if she's just, if she decides like, you know, midway through season two, she's like, I need a break. I need a break from chess. I'm going to fly to, you know, I'm going to take a trip to Rome and just live by myself for a month and like, see, see what I need to figure out about my life. It's like, what does she, she i feel like she would still have some kind of focus even if it's a focus on self-improvement even if it's a a focus because she's kind of overcome her self-destructiveness and now she like needs a new challenge so i wonder how she would like challenge herself i don't know i think that would be interesting
0: i agree with that and i think that she that she now that she has like overcome the self-destructive self-destruction like what what would she focus on? Because now she can be like, Oh yeah. Like I don't have to like give into these tendencies and I can have like a fulfilling life in other areas. So that would be interesting to see and see what she ends up like striving for. Maybe she picks up a new hobby. Maybe she uh, commits to squash.
1: Maybe. Did you play that in college? Did you play like racquetball.
0: Um, yeah, the racquetball courts were like always full of people though. So I went a couple of times, but like people really dug the racquetball. Courts. Yeah. Did you go play?
1: I did sometimes. Yeah. I enjoy it. It was a nice workout and I, I, I had fun playing. I wasn't, we, I liked like running back and forth a lot. Cause like when you're good at it, you just like, you know, you try to hit it low towards the ground and you don't like, there's not a ton of movement, but we were just trying like bounce it off the walls as much as we can and like run and jump and just swing the rackets. Like good memories playing racquetball back in the day.
0: Always a good time. Anything in the, I feel like the gyms at a lot of universities, there's just so many things to do and like, just give me free reign. They're like, Oh yeah, go climb that rock wall if you want. We don't Exactly.
1: Care. Oh yeah. Yep. Right in the, right in the front was our, our rock wall at the, at the rec. Good memories.
0: Good time. Any other thoughts on The Queen's Gambit?
1: I would just say watch the show if you haven't. It's great. It's really enjoyable. It's again, it's only 7 episodes. It's easy to get through. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. So, that's what that would be my final thoughts. What about you?
0: I echo those thoughts. It's very fun and maybe we'll all start playing chess more often. Or not. Who knows. <laughs> Places have been sold out of chess boards. I don't know if people are actually playing more chess, but whatever. Um, We will talk to you all next week. Thank you for listening.
1: Thanks, everyone.